This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. And we have so much fun settling back here, especially on a Friday on the show. Not that any other day isn't a lot of fun because we bring so much to you in the way of our contributions from our contributors, committee reporters. We hope that you too, whether you listen to a segment with the show or the complete show, find that variety and and, and enjoy it. But Friday, we've kind of curtailed it to be this day with a lot of things to get you set for your weekend. I'm Kelly McDonald, co-hosting with me today, Grant Hardy. I was just going to say, like, if you think about the things that you want to do during the weekend, gardening, yeah. watch some sports, play with your phone, read a book. We we kind of got it all on Friday. We do. Yeah. Probably and I think that's weekend. the whole idea when we put it together and and more recently into the run of of, of the you know Kelly and Company slash Kelly and Rumya show, we started to think about, hey. Look at all this potential for the Fridays. And uh, this has become such a, a good time to get people ready for the weekend. And, of course, we have our other days during the week where there's just so much content anyway. And sometimes we, unbeknownst to us, hey, man, this has a bit of a feel to it. Exactly, Kelly. Good theme. And speaking of weekend reading some books, it's time for the Chatty Bookshelf, where we talk all things audiobooks with Ryan Huey. Who knew an entire library could fit inside your pocket? I'm Ryan Huey. This is the Chatty Bookshelf, where we talk audiobook trends, news, and author interviews. Happy Friday, Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. It's going. It's going good. Going really well. Uh, let's talk about this first, because this is a good segue from our, our show yesterday. We were talking about this a little bit. Uh, huge news from the state of New Mexico. Do you want to share with us? Yes, this was really interesting to me. So this came out and was released Monday, but it's had to have been in the works for months, if not years already. But the state of New Mexico is releasing a law and they're getting it passed into bill sometime in 2024 that would not allow any state or government-funded uh, public libraries to ban any books for any reason. It's called House Bill 123, and they say it 123, not 123, and I don't know why. It's not a very catchy name, is it? But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's looking to be passed into bill sometime in 2024, uh, it's at those final stages, and they're just working out all the little kinks as what I've seen. And the great thing about this is that other states are taking note, and they're jumping on the bandwagon as it's easy to kind of say uh, in, in business and in things like this. It's nobody wants to be the first. Everybody wants to be a quick second. So I think mm. once <laughs> New Mexico kind of drops this, you'll see a few other states already have theirs in the pipeline ready to ready to go. Yeah, I'm curious about your thoughts on this. We literally talked yesterday about, uh, not libraries, but schools uh, in Florida. They've, they've been banning anything that contains sexual content, including the dictionary. They pulled it off the shelf for review. <laughs> I, I, I personally feel, although there's definitely hateful content out there, I'm just not sure banning something, especially if it's your government that has the power to do it i'm just not yeah. sure that's such a good thing and you know what it's it's really easy to say hindsight's 2020 however what i feel is that 
I think we lost the line a bit. We've crossed over and we haven't been able to turn back. Like you said, the dictionary. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, <laughs> there's something, you know what I mean? But it, it's there for a reason. It's not as if it's hatred or spreading racism or anything like that. But there's words in there that have evolved and tend to mean some things that they intended didn't intend to mean before, right? So I think what New Mexico is trying to do will be very interesting. I see the the argument for both sides, but I just, I, I don't know which, which is better. I'm damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I really think that New Mexico, if this is done right, they could be onto something uh, really, really insightful, really great, and really amazing for learning and books and the reading population, right? And maybe more people fall in love with with reading because they haven't been able to get their hands on such and such a book. But I don't know. I mean, it. I, I don't feel like there's going to be any middle ground. I feel like it's either going to go great yeah. and be the best thing ever, or it's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Exactly. Well, when you talk a dictionary, obviously we say, I mean, as a kid, well, if you're going to use that word, make sure you know what it means. Go find the dictionary. Okay. So there was that meaning, whether it evolved from something else, or I was using some old term or whatever term that we, or word that we, you know, maybe aren't mm-hmm. supposed to use. But when you do get into other books and people saying, look at this book preaches this, it's a negative, it's a horrible, it's whatever. I, th- I find in our world now, one of the biggest problems, Ryan, is we used to have the litmus stick. If I had a book and my parents, yes. what are you reading that for? You talked about it. You pulled it out. There was, there was a reason or understanding that you went over. You had a discussion. Now no one has time for it. So, of course, people see stuff online. They may read it in a book. And books are the easiest to ban. And what people are, are finding and reading and seeing online that may contain much the same content and unfortunately, nobody can keep up with. I mean, before we used to say, well, know what your kids are watching and reading. Now, yeah. how do you keep up with everyone? And, and I you know think what? There's a third crux here, too. There's a yeah. third crux here, too. Whereas, you know what? You tell someone not to do something, the first the thing they immediately want to do, do is that. go, oh, go yeah. do that. So you have that banned book, and it, it gives it a certain gusto. Oh, I got my hands on this book, and I'm going to read it because it's on the banned books list. Uh, kind of yeah. thing. And I, I think that there's that part of it too, to think about. It's interesting because I have heard people, uh, minority groups talking about, you know, it's easy for people who have privilege to say that nothing should be banned. Like a book that's incredibly hateful about, you know, let's say the disabled community or LGBTQ, I plus women, etc. I kind of hesitate a little bit with that, but then I, and I'm like, you know, maybe I could see why these could be banned. But then I also mm-hmm. just think of the government and I'm like, I don't think, I think sometimes when governments ban books, it's a little more for their own political self-interest. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think so. Yeah, and, and I think we state... get wishing people could read that book and say, that's uh-huh. wrong. So that, you know, mm-hmm. okay, this is a hate against dis- disabled people, uh, you know, whatever it might be. This is really speaks down that anyone reading it, is going to say, this is garbage, it's filth. That's not what's going to happen. And I think that's what we worry about, Ryan. I, I, I You guys are absolutely right. And I think we could go at this all day long, right? And, yeah, exactly. you know, there's so many different things to think about because different states have different prerogatives. Mm. Uh, if we're going to use America as the example, even different provinces have a little bit of a yep. different uh, kind of approach to things. So what's banned in one is not banned in the other. And then it's, it's yeah, that that's where you get that blurred line. And do you cross it? Do you not cross it? How do you get back to where you where you need to be or where you want to be as well, too? There's so many different things involved there. Well, let's get back to what 
on the course here what you want to talk a little bit about yes. we want to make sure we leave enough time what are we going to talk about in the book world today there are two huge books coming out and i'm super pumped about both of them uh two celebrities are kind of the the headmen of these and i'm really really excited for both of them to get released in 2024 i i can't wait to be honest so you guys want to hear what they are i would love to hear what they are yeah so the course. first one is called the book of elsewhere and it's by none other than Keanu Reeves. And he's wow. best known for The Matrix. Mm. He's been involved in so many different things. Um, he's known for his really kind-hearted soul, the things he gives back, things like that. But what really caught my attention about this book of Elsewhere, it's not a memoir. He's not writing about his life. It's a journey into the comic book series. And there's a bunch of capital letters, but when you uncapitalize them, it says Berserker. So I'm thinking that's how you're <laughs> supposed to say it, but it's yeah. not spelt the way you would think. So I'm not quite sure how to say it. I'm unfamiliar with the series, but he has a, a co-writer, a co-author with him, China and Meville. And I know that's saying it wrong because it's an accent he goes on the E's and uh, Jaws is not liking it. However, uh, that's a really huge one that's coming out on July 23rd. So I still got some time to wait, but uh, it's already, uh, they put a pre-sale up and it's sold so many copies already. Uh, Keanu's been on some late night talk shows talking about it and uh, he's really, really excited. So I'm I'm excited about this one. Just the fact that it's not a memoir. I mean, in mm -hmm. most cases, and I'm not saying celebrities can't write, but in most cases, it's a memoir about their life, their journey, yeah, those oh, sorts of things. It's not absolutely. a trip into the comic book world. Absolutely. And, and it's released in all formats too, which is great. So they're, they're, they're kind of holding off and they're going to do um, an ebook, a uh, hard copy and an audiobook release on the same day, which is very good. Really great to me. Yes. No, it's, it's daring. Like it's creative because I'm sure a lot of people would just expect, all right, tell us about your life, but this is actually a creative uh, project that he's putting out. Yeah, ad. people get hard on them too. Like, stick to what you know. Just stick to being an actor. Oh, yeah. Right, that's what you like, and you and you get mad. You say, "Well, what if this is just an interest? If I was just someone who said, yeah, I'm I'm gotten out and taken up golf, or I'm doing it. Oh, that's good for you, Keanu.' But as soon as you say, <laughs> "Well, I'm selling these books. I'm I'm trying to foray into a different area. I'll stick to what you know. You know, well, let me flip it on you, Kelly. Nothing negative. Let, let me flip it on you. I remember we had uh, Hannah Mary McKinnon and all of her mm -hmm. murder mysteries. And she's like, oh, write what you know. And she's like, as if I know anything about murder. <laughs> about murder. Kind of thing, right? But her books have all been chart toppers. So it's kind of like, oh, well, it's all about what you say, who your audience is and, and what, you're, what you're looking to do. But And did you enjoy yourself, right? So if this is something you really oh, wanted yes. to do, I'm happy you got the chance to do it. And we'll see what I, like I said, I'm, I'm well, waiting for the pre-order to come out where I buy my books and I can't wait for it to, to kind of add to my library. Look at, he's in a position where he can say, Hey, I found someone who's going to work with me on this. We're going to do this. Uh, we're going to have fun doing it. Why? Why? Because I can. Yep. And that's as simple as that. What's the second book? It's called what this comedian said by Bill Maher. And I'm oh. really excited about this because this one has all the makings to be hilarious. Uh, there's a lot of research that went into it. And despite what uh, everyone might think, it's uh, it's it has a lot of truth to it. Uh, Simon & Schuster has won the rights to this and they're proud and boastful and they've been popping this all over uh, social media. 
so what Bill has done is he's went through over 20 years of monologues, of skits, of sketches of his stand-up, and he's brought some of the best stories that he's covered and his thoughts on them, which he claims, and so does Simon Schuster, that they're all true. These are exactly what he thinks. It's not made up. Uh, it's not a fiction, and it's some of the most political things in the U.S. It's some of the uh, things outside of what's happening in the world, pop culture, some of the things, and he pokes fun at a lot. Best thing, he's narrating it. And what Simon mm. Schuster, this is a direct quote. It says, some of the <laughs> some of the most funny but truthful and innovative things that have happened in the U.S. are covered in this Potheads, uh, pothead storytelling <laughs> and, and truthful kind of accounts of the U.S. history. So I'm really interested to see what they got going on because he's had quite the career and he's very open about um, about his marijuana use and, and things like that. And over the years, uh, there's even some comments in the in the book about, oh, I was high while I did this show and, and that sort of thing. Because sure, yeah. he's actually he's actually said some things about the book. And it's really interesting to kind of get his glimpse. And this is essentially I would put it as a memoir, it's just putting into um into words and onto paper what uh, what his shows have meant to him over the years, um, where he started his career and some of the things he's got to experience in in his lifetime, you know, growing up in in rural USA and living in the big mm -hmm. city, traveling the world to do these things. He gets a, a firsthand look at a lot of things. So I'm really interested in this one because I think it's going to be heartfelt, truthful, yet have that teetering and pushing the line of funny yet inappropriate. And I think that's <laughs> in right now with, with comedians. Oh, no, yeah. And it's 20 years, you said, which is quite a huge amount of research. Just thinking about, as you said, even his recreational you know substance yeah. use like just looking back 20 years ago that would have been super unacceptable now it's like legal and you know it's happening all over the place just uh, looking back through that the political history of the last couple of decades too that sounds really fascinating i think i might have mm -hmm. to get my hands on this and just i like you know, like you said 20 years ago it was 2004 how different was everything i mean if you had high speed internet in your house you were a king at that point exactly. right so it's, it's, <laughs> and now we carry the internet around in our pockets on a phone so it's uh i mean even look back if you knew how to text right it was a it was a different time oh. back then and it's really interesting i can't wait to hear some of the even the lighter tales about the that observations kind of stuff, you know, yeah you exactly. know the technology thing's going to come up for sure uh Ryan, we're a little tight for time here, but thanks so much. You've given us uh, at least a couple of things to put on our book list for a little later. I'm always looking to grow your guys to read this. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a good weekend and stay warm and out of the snow, guys. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, you too. I uh, Man, I need to read more. I think I just need to go through all his segments and find, find my next reading project. Uh, Ryan Huey joins us every Friday for the Chatty Bookshelf. Start capturing more and more books. Coming up, folks, we'll stop for a couple of moments here and we will revisit some of the conversations that we've had over the past uh, past week. We'll weigh in on some of those. We call the segment Cut for Time. Up next. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.